Thank you for doing that little song to introduce us today, Nick, even though you didn't know that I'd press record. How are you getting on? Really good, mate. Yeah, Sam Smith. Um, I always like to go down the route of Sam Smith songs on a Monday, James Blunt. You know, when you're feeling a little bit more fragile, they really get you through to kickstart the week, so welcome. Here's a fun fact about James Blunt. He was in the SAS with Bear Grylls. Really? Yep, yep. They called him Blunty, um, I assume from his last name, not due to his uh, recreational drug use. But yeah, they, he talks, Bear Grylls talks about him in his book and says there's this guy that he was serving with who had this amazing singing voice and it was James Blunt. So he used to sing songs to the troops in like the war bases and stuff. Guess so. That'd be a pretty therapeutic way to get through the hor- horrors of war, wouldn't it? Having someone there just strumming. Or would it be really annoying and be like, "This is, I need some pumping up death metal, I don't need you singing, goodbye my lover. Well, I guess if there was someone in the corner strumming, it'd probably be a bit more, you know, eyebrow raising, wouldn't there's, it? There's no shortage of strumming in the military, long days in the barracks. <laughs> Group showers. It's pretty and, crazy um, that both of them have gone on to such success in completely different fields. Well, Bear, I'd say Bear Grylls' field's pretty, pretty good. Like, pretty, like, expected for someone who was in the SAS. But, yeah, Jane, pretty random, going to sing a songwriter. I wonder if they still uh, keep in contact. Maybe. Drinking you go well on Man vs. Wild? Uh, I like the ones... Have you seen the new, sort of, I guess, newish series of where he takes just celebrities and puts them through things? Like, he does one with, I think, it takes Shaquille O'Neal and um, Marshawn Lynch. Obama does one. Really? Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, he'd bloody drink a bit of piss it'd take a bit to get that guy fucking living you know but I think it was just also the whole element of going out with them and something you think yeah it'd be good I love the challenge but then it's like oh belay you down this 100 metre glacier oh. things that you that would just be completely normal for him but you have to put your, a lot of trust in someone oh, like shit, that yeah like so out of your comfort zone his book's pretty cool he talks about like he'd just go out on missions like with him and I think his granddad was quite a big sort of aspect of his life in terms of like teaching him like bushcraft I believe it's called but he'd go out and just go on these huge missions when he was like a 12 and just like try to build boats and try to sail them around the island he was living on and shit I always find it fascinating Adam Greentree's another one who's the um, sort of explorer um, hunter from Australia how these guys um, obviously have this great passion and great drive to get in the outdoors which I admire so heavily but at the same time they're family men as well they must because um, I'd think it'd be a big time commitment. Huh? Like oh, these guys that go out and bow hunt stag and elk and bears and whatever else bloody beasts they take down. It's like, do these high high performing people that have all these amazing shows, such as ourselves, um, and like let's say for Joe Rogan for example, or Rich Roll, or one of those guys who seem to have got so much shit on, do they actually get to spend much time with their family? Well, there must be the old to do one of the great, you know. Karen quotes, I guess, it takes a village to raise someone. I guess it's probably that whole thing of... <laughs> All the maids and the yeah, nannies. Yeah, you look at guys like LeBron James, who's been so famous, Tiger Woods, these guys have been so famous for so long that they had to... Well, I guess Tiger's wife behind the scenes didn't really know what was going on, but Savannah James, LeBron's wife, who's he's been a superstar since 18. He's given you know, 10 plus hours a day to basketball and media commitments and sponsorship and things to stay in that corner and raise the kids. And yeah, sometimes money's obviously helpful in that situation but you can't buy the time that you want with those people and the birthdays you miss and the Christmases mm. and well it's like Elon Musk's um, time his weekly time he spends with his kids is when he flies from LA to Texas mm. and they fly with him it's just for whatever reason and, they, and they're just like yeah that's their special time together mm. he does it like twice a week you wonder if someone gets to a point in their life where they regret that you know like mm. say for example I'm sure it gave him such upsides and so it built him into who he was. But you look at someone taken so tragically before their time, like Kobe, if you look back and you think, shit, it was a sport. 
you know, yeah, like you yeah. gave up a lot for that. But then again, I'm a firm believer. It made him everything who he is and gave him that freedom and gave him that security and those mm. high moments. But it's like, man, you must spend a lot of time, you know, doing drills and training and weights and those those low times oh, where you, yeah. your kids are having birthdays. and You'd you, miss, You miss out on a lot of stuff. But I guess that's probably why they just go on like massive holidays every year mm-hmm. or something like that if you can just get away. I saw a real cool picture the other day. It was of... um. DMX, RIP yep. Earl Simmons, Definitely. died tragically early on this week. And it was him, and he was quite a diverse sort of character. You know, people mm. just see the Rough Riders, the grungy sort of rap, and he obviously had his uh, fair share of public legal battles. Um, but he, it's him, and he's watering this, this really beautiful garden of orchids. Yeah, he collected them. Yeah, and he says on the quote, he's like, I used to think all or- orchids needed was the most expensive light and the most beautiful nutrient soil, but what I realised, all they need is time and affection. Oh, yeah. It's quite quite deep quite for the dog. Deep. I knew that he, I thought Method Man as well collected orchids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, DMX is quite interesting. Apparently orchid collecting is quite a thing. Yeah, oh, I guess as well, Iron Mike Tyson, he's into the pigeon racing. So <laughs> there might be something there. These guys live such hectic, I guess, aggressive lives where you're surrounded by violence and all that mm. stuff. Maybe it's just nice, a therapeutic relaxation. Pigeon racing is you know? a weird one. Don't mind it. Don't mind pigeon racing? Never done it. I don't like pigeons as animals. They're yuck. The neck? It's like racing rats around a track. That's just yeah. gross. How would you keep the rats around the track? The cheese? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something we could look into. What's the most rat, rat ab- racing? abstract thing? I've seen they race ostriches in oh, Dubai. I've been to a camel race in Dubai. But that's not that crazy. I mean, it's, it's zany, but... It's kind they're of just, just like they're a just different like, horse. They're just, they're just yeah. like a Gumby sort of weird horse, aren't they? Camels. Yeah. The most abstract animal to race. Maybe slugs? Yeah, well, they do that on the West Coast. Slater what? racing. Really? One guy at... Um, do the who, people who, ride them? No. <laughs> one guy who came into the bar one night was saying that um, he had the best Slater race, Slater in Westport, and reckons it could beat any others. And I was like, what do you... Do you keep it in, like, its own, like, aquarium type thing where you bring it out? Or do you, just, do you just put it back in the wood and assume that you know which one it comes by name? No, so. you'd have to... You'd have to Keep it in its stables, I'd say. You could like sabotage another one and spray a bit of raid on it before the before the race. That's like um Slater performance racing. enhancing. No, it wouldn't be. Would it? It'd be like giving it meth because it'd probably end up heaps and then it'd die. Mm. Slater racing. Yeah. Didn't know that existed. Well, now you do. Money on it. I'm assuming that if there's any sort of racing, the the weirder the sport and the more like ridiculous it seems. The only incentive is betting. It's not like you're going to have a Slater that's going to get all the sponsorship money and go on and open up children's schools and give out lots of charity. It's like Slater school for deaf kids. Yeah, it's like this Slater is only here for gambling. We're only doing this for gambling. But you must have a look at yourself and be like, we're doing this for gambling. Yeah, we're, we're racing insects around a track. And yep. These insects have no idea what's going on. A good friend of mine, he works for the TAB, and he reckons that you can literally find, if you can find or think of anything, people will gamble on it. So, mm. for example, he... Who takes the biggest shit? He's got... it. Yeah, I'm sure that exists. Probably, That's kind actually. of on the cocker side. But yeah. he's got this... Um, you'd want to actually, on that note, you'd want to go straight to the hot dog eating comp and wait around and then have the finals for that the next day. Kobayashi. Yeah. You know, that big competitive eater who, you know, eats like 50 hot dogs mm. in two minutes or something. So, you'd be, that, would, that would be... You could get the double header for him. It would be a nice mm. trifecta. Mm. Um, but... He was saying that Put a multi um, on him. he's seen there's these like VIP clients that work that come to the TAB that I think you have to spend sort of a hundred grand a year mm. to be um in this sort of elite club. And he said that you they get shouted to all these amazing events like on the box, on the um centre court at the Wimbledon final, uh, yeah. all these crazy things. Yeah. And um he said that they'll be at an event 
and you'll hear all this commotion from the back of the corporate box and they'll be standing around a laptop watching greyhounds just because yeah, they just don't have enough. It's not like... want to put multiple yeah. amounts of money on multiple things. Having like five grand waiting for the tennis result, you're sort of itching for something else. It's like in India when they bet on the cricketers, they'll punt all this money on if a player will come out with the sunglasses on his head or on his eyes or not wearing them or if he'll take a single first, what colour his shoes will be. It's just... Ne- yeah, it's like... I mean, it's the whole similar to the whole like betting on the coin toss in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's just literally anything. People, and things, people don't actually really give a shit about the sport that at all by that stage when you're just betting on like literally every aspect it's like are you going to it to watch the sport or are you going to get the rush from the bet oh so these to Probably be both these to be a guy called steel balls who was like a famous gambler in new zealand and he'd just put these outrageous bets on like someone to beat someone in the super rugby and there'd be a drop goal and put like a hundred thousand on it and it would they'd occasionally come in and everyone was like oh he's this messiah of gambling yeah. but they never tell you how much they lose yeah that's the thing it's like no one's just walking straight into the casino and putting couple of bucks into a slot machine and winning the jackpot straight off the bat maybe yeah. some people have but like in the Ashton Kutcher movie where he manages to marry Cameron Diaz which is what a double header for him for argu- Ashton arguably a better jackpot you know you win the jackpot and you marry Cameron Diaz do you know she used to be a stripper no I did not know she that did. she used to be a stripper she's dated a random she's had quite a random life because eh? she used to buy mm. weed off Snoop Dogg at high school did she? He was the dealer a couple they, of years older. They, uh, I was going to say, are they the same age? No, nah, I think he was... She's probably getting on a bit now, to be she's honest. close to 50. Yeah. She's still with the guy from Good Charlotte? Knew they were dating for a Billy while. Billy Joel Madden? Yeah, one Is of it? them. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But... Haven't done your Cameron Diaz research, <laughs> no, no. you throw it oh, out a fact that I've hit you with a bit more. Uh, there was a throwaway comment about the stripper um, videos online as well. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We'll yeah, post that later. How's your week been? Good, mate. Real good. Um... I've had a big weekend engaged in the golf. Nice. Um, the Masters. Congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama, first Japanese man to ever win the Masters. Did Hideki Matsuyama wear his sunglasses on his head or on his face? Backwards. The whole four rounds. Didn't see them on his eyes once, just on the back of the cap. Someone would have made a lot of money out of that. Absolutely. But not stoked for him. Um, just, now, I, I think the thing that's so cool about all different array of sports nowadays, but when you see just different people who are going to grow the game globally... Mm. Yeah, imagine, I don't know how big golf is in Japan. Huge, enormous. Probably okay. the number one sport. Baseball. Is it? Baseball's huge there as yeah, well. Yeah, golf is massive. Oh, okay. Well, it's, gonna, it's cool when you see like a person from a country that isn't massive into the sport in question, <laughs> and that's just going to do huge things for it, you know? like Absolutely. Do they reckon that he may like the Olympic torch? That's how big it is, that one. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Speaking of the Olympics, it's going ahead. Yep. What do you reckon, do you reckon you could push for a late qualification in any of the events what would be your go-to event if someone said we, we need you to give us i was going to say eight weeks to really rip into the training can you go close to qualifying for any of the events i think you'd need to do the super niche like you know eddie the eel yeah the guy eric eric the eel yeah um who i don't know if that was niche that was just more like there was no one in the country that wanted to do it or something yeah there was just a qualifying a spot crazy for me i think they they might have had some really gun um don't quote me on this because I, you know, I like to throw away comments on the show. But I think they had a really few gun marathon runners, but they needed a certain number of athletes to get those guys to qualify. I think uh, that's how. It was. So they said, "Oh, there's," a... but I mean, for goodness' sake, the guy couldn't swim. Could we like at least you could get a pretty good learning done? Like you could do a bit of learning in the weeks leading up to it. And I, or is that even part of the novelty? Whereas I'm just gonna not be able to. I feel like I am in no way, shape, or form a good swimmer, but I feel like I could have beaten Eric. Yeah, he, like, well, he looked like he, he looked, was drowning. He looked like he was about to drown. But at the same time, if you knew you were going to go to the Olympics, but you knew you didn't have a shit show of winning, 
if you asked me to name five Olympic swimmers, I'd probably name him as one of them. So he's been immortalised in history <laughs> yeah. as a swimmer. Not one of the greats, but one of the most memorable. It's a bit like the guy. Remember the guy that used to... I can't remember what his name was. But he used to do like the she-bang, she-bang on American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he ended up putting out like an album because of mm-hmm. that cult fame. Well, was it like an Eric the Eel swim school or something? I think his name's Raymond Lee from memory. I don't that know. Is, Raymond Lee will be listening to this show, just by the way. Not she-bangs, but remember my friend from the accounting firm? Oh, well, then obviously he, it's not Is him. that him? <laughs> no, I doubt it. No, so he loves a bit of Ricky Martin. I've obviously just plucked that from somewhere, but um, <laughs> I feel like it. Yeah, um, and so he went on to big success just because of that. Cult. And like, how many mm. shitty Rebecca, idol auditions Re- have there been? Rebecca Black. I yeah, mean, she didn't. She released that Friday song, and she's trying to say that like it nearly ruined her life because she got so much online publicity for it. But at the same time, she's actually now she's still known. She's trying to make a big comeback at the well, moment. Look at that Catch Me music. Outside girl. Who's like the bad Barbie now? Yeah. Super sketchy that the moment she turns 18, she gets a million dollars in like 15 minutes through OnlyFans without any content. So that's a lot of sickos waiting out there. But when you see her on Dr. Phil, she was the laughing stock of the world. And she was nuts, eh? Her music is terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, good on her for she, Everyone thought hey, she was got, just going to d- dwell got, off to be nothing. you got to get your name out there, eh? The guy's name, I'm sorry, Raymond. The guy's name is William Hung. It's not. It William. is William Hung. It's, she bangs. Well, so well, maybe the name. The name's the whole package. The name's the cherry on top for that album. Yeah. Well, Willie Hung. Hopefully, you're still out there banging away. Um, I've been thinking the last couple of minutes about what I would go to the Olympics for, and I reckon I'd have to do the skeleton. What on the like toboggan thing? Yeah. Even though that's a Winter Olympics. Yeah, we can. It? You can qualify for that. Is that all right? Where would you train the Alpine Ice Rink? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe just um, up in the Port Hills on a ice, be... on an icy day down. Oh, is it Major Aitken Drive? <laughs> down Dyer's Pass. He comes Sam in his skeleton with his fucking. That would be so scary. But the thing is, I don't reckon there'd be many skeleton skeletoners in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Skeleton races. Probably with good reason. Don't yeah. have any of the facilities. We don't have any history of it. But hey, maybe you could be the Matsuyama to Japan of golf and skeleton racing. Well, that's the thing. Imagine if just some. Um, Real rogue skeleton racer, probably the bad boy of the skeleton. I swap yep. the uh, lycra wetsuit for maybe a leather jacket. And put like a skull on the front of your helmet. Well, I mean, I don't know why people don't do that already. Yeah, it's and like the, the clear uh, visor, like a oh, metallic visor. I'd actually get my big skeleton thing to just... Cause you know how the helmets are really round at the front and then they shoot back heaps yep. of the bike racing helmets? I'd just make that look like the alien of Alien vs Predator. Yeah, or the put the spike shape. forward. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're sort of so like, you like the front the of a shot. You just stick up in the air like a golf flag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I'd be that keen to do that. Because well, we need two. So I need to think of what I'd do. No, we need two in the skeleton. No, well, I'm not available. I'm willing to run with it. Yeah. I'd do better than when I tried to launch my kayak in the Able Tasman and capsize straight off the bat. Yeah, I've but... had an equal experience in the Able Tasman. <laughs> um, no, I couldn't. Lycra's not, Lycra doesn't suit me for a start. Um, I'd be, I'd slip over. I'd be like, um, I'd be like Sanka from Cool Runnings <laughs> with the dreads what would kissing be, the lucky egg. What would be the most outrageous thing to take down the skeleton track? Well, we've done this before with the mega ramp, but it's we a different have. terrain, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking skimboard. Yeah. you got to stand on it. Maybe riding on like a magic carpet, but it's made of sandpaper. Oh, yeah. You'd want to hold on tight. But you've got to be nude on that. Yeah. That's the thing, to get the grip. To get the grip going. Grip on the cheeks. Um, I'd go for high diving. 
If I was going to the Olympics. I've not heard a worse sport for a worse person. Yeah. Because you're just, so scared of heights. No, uh, no, no, no. You're scared of turbulence. Yeah, yeah. flying. <laughs> let's just not, let's just not. I didn't say I was going in the Red Bull, like, supercross plane <laughs> thing. Yeah. You have to break the water so you don't break your C- neck. Count me out. Nah, but I just think I could get into a nice pike, like a flip, and just tuck at the knees. You reckon? I'd, it'd be my best shot it's like 10 metres and I know you've never jumped off a high tower I've told you it. before I've dived, dived off it and the guy who was my personal hero with the dreadlocks who wore the, <laughs> the Rottweiler t-shirt and the jean shorts and the pool he was my idol well he would be you'd be second in the team because he'd be the first do you not think you could just go up on the diving board and fluke it and just commit just run up and just try to throw a big gainer just, just absolutely scorpion yourself <laughs> eh? just knees to the back I don't know I feel like that would be more a sense of like you get a really bad slap. Yeah, you maybe it's pretty badass in terms of Olympic sport. Jason Statham came to New Zealand as in the Commonwealth Games representing Great Britain for diving. Yep, he was a gun diver in his day. He's gone on to all uh, equal bigger things. Maybe he was in the army with James Blunt and Bear Grylls as well because they sound like pretty epic people. <laughs> it was those three. You've got Bear Grylls, the survival expert. You've got Jason Statham, who's also a gun at Kung Fu and also a unit. And you've got James Blunt in the corner singing songs about breakups. Hey, he can score the movie. Yeah, true. If there's if true, there's true, if, if there's true. ever a buy up of the of the platoon, yeah. James Blunt can score it. Very true. And he'd probably get the most. Ch- or would he? Who'd Be- get the most? No, Bear Grylls. I don't think he's a BTR. No, nah, not at all. Big time rooter for anyone who doesn't know that. Yeah, no, he's not at all. It had to be Statham, wouldn't it? What does James Blunt actually look like? Well, they're kind uh, of. I reckon opposites. I could walk past him on the street and I wouldn't actually recognise him because uh, he couldn't get in here because he's not a New Zealand citizen. Very but true. Jason Statham's like the suit wearing. He makes receding hairlines look cool. He's built. James Blunt, no. He's a bit wispy. He looks like he should be a doc- one of the Doctor Who's or something. Yeah, he wouldn't be out of place in Wellington. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, oh. Wellington. Jason Statham's a stud. Yeah, I mean, Bear Grylls is more. He's a quite a good-looking chap. He's um. He'd have a certain appeal. It's like if you want to come out and shit in front of each other in plastic buckets and stay in a tent on a glacier, sweet hey, how piece about of guy. instead of sleeping each other tonight, you piss in this pint glass? And I'll scull it because just... the sun's gone down. Ah, beer, there's a whole tanker of water there. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. Need my electrolytes. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't refuel you quite the same. I can't believe the Olympics is actually going ahead. I didn't know until you just mentioned it. Yeah. Apparently Tokyo just still? Pushing ahead. But, I mean, that's got to be one of the ones that suffers the most without crowds. Yeah, it's just... Well, it's like the world's event, isn't it? Where mm. all the countries chuck everyone in, but it's also going. It gets online. I mean, not not online, but it just stra- it gets streamed so much. Oh, the, I mean, the, even though it gets streamed a shitload anyway. It's a lot of it's free to air. Mm. So a lot of it's on one, so it doesn't actually mean too much about streaming. But well, what's the point? I mean, Japan will still obviously a lot of Japanese people will be able to go. Will other people be able to go? Well, I don't imagine you'll be able to get visas that easily to travel. Yeah, unless you're an essential part of the team. Surely a massive or one of the biggest drawing points for a country to host it is the revenue. Yeah. But also, I guess it puts the country on the map. It's also as well, though, that if people are craving this sort of sport, then maybe the television will go, audience will go up massively so you can sell the rights. Yeah, true. Or it's just advertising I, and stuff. I think as well, it's kind of... If it's a lot of other countries, they probably put it on the back burner for a while but a country like Japan would have so much pride in hosting it and want to do mm. such a good job of it that they probably treat it as like an honour and they're just going to do it and maybe want to rid their hands of it they don't want to yeah let's just do it yeah. they probably they probably started to tear it up so imagine that as soon as it gets announced that it's going to be in your country it's mm-hmm. like right next day well imagine the cost you absorb if it goes on for another four years and you don't host it and you've mm. got all these things you're putting in place they probably think look other sports are going ahead now We'll just have safety protocols ahead and mm. here we go. And then there'll be 
a guy in some sort of skeleton, which we're not even hosting the event, and a 108 kilo guy on this high diving board. With his mate in his denim jeans and his Rottweiler t-shirt. So the, we've got a lot to look forward to for the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'd love to ride one of those skeletons, eh? No. But they hustle. Yes. They go so quick. They go like at least 40k. Like 100k. <laughs> it's just understatement of the year, eh? Those skeletons got at least 15k down those ice things. Yeah. Yeah. And they just take the corners pretty sharply. But you're quite a gun ice skater. Yes, I am. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been ice skating since 2006. Not completely. Okay, maybe not so gun anymore. But I reckon I'd just be able to take it up easy again. I can side stop. Oh, which yeah. Always, See, that's, that's gun. Which, yeah. Thank you. See, I'm, um, I hold on to the little plastic penguins. Yeah. And I also just go around the side. And pizza stop. And no, I don't even do that. I Literally, when I'm on the ice, I walk. Just like a little baby, uh, baby cow that's just been born. Or Bambi on ice, man. I'm so shit and uncoordinated. Not your terrain? No. No. I'm just terrible on the ice. <laughs> Can't sleep for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> God, we've got to get those puns out of our game. <laughs> Went to a bottomless brunch on Saturday. Nice. Any experience with them? Have in the past, yeah. But I went to one that was like a bottomless dinner, I guess. Better? Yeah, no. Uh, no? I kind of like the giddy day drinking side of it. Yeah, it's fun. How it's, was it? It was good. Yep. Shit, yeah. So just had a few. What was your drink of choice? Was there options? Just Prosecco. Juice? Uh, orange juice and peach schnapps. And I asked if it was Arches and it wasn't. Turned your back on it? Bit disappointed. Could you have a beer or? Yeah, I'm a, I imagine you could pay right. extra. But the bottomless thing is just, spa, is just the, this is the one that we went to anyway. Just Prosecco, orange juice, peach schnapps. Three meals, sixty-five bucks. But yeah, they they kept they kept dishing it out, eh? Which is pretty nice. Every it, time there was an empty bottle, you take it up and they just replace it with a full one. And um, it has come under fire mm, of late. The I could see brunch. why, because like we were just out, not not out of control, but like <laughs> one person was. I get to that in a minute. But we were just pissed as chucks, and it was like what, what three thirty by the time we finished, I think. I and then you just in town. Yeah, like me and. Um, Good friend of ours, Nick. We were on the tram at nice. one point. Wasn't going. We just asked to get on for a photo op. And uh, did they let you? Yeah. Ring the bell? Put the hat on? No. Wasn't like me on the cruise ship St- with the Commit the Captain Day? Stoke the cold? Yeah. <laughs> they like, run on coal? I highly doubt it. No. Like, <laughs> no, they've got, no, trams are, they've got the electricity, right. the wire up top. Ah. I imagine there's little, uh, little mice in there running and spitting, a little hamster in there spitting the wheel around. Just like solar powered the moment the sun goes behind the cloud, the tram just stops. They just backlog. That's where it is for the night. Um, but yeah, so we went to the bottomless brunch, which was cracking, and then just went to some rooftop bar. Um, weren't too bad. Then went to a flat afterwards. Things got a little bit silly from that point. This chick just Do had elaborate. A, this chick just had a meltdown. Eh? I won't right. name any names or say where we were or anything. I'm sure none of them are listening to this. Probably the only people in the city who don't listen to this yeah. podcast. Or we'll have them. That might be... That might be her coming in the door now after <laughs> us. She's heard her, She's heard us. What the f- So yeah. it was just an absolute explosion, was it? Too many mimosas? Too not many blue mimosas. Cheese. Um, she just started screaming and yelling. We, I did rev her up a wee bit. Right. Not in a cruel way, but I still was like, this, and obviously I did a bit. Didn't you throw well. a dildo at her? Yes. So what do you so, mean not in a cruel way? Please elaborate. <laughs> so there was, this is at uh, a girl's flat. Yeah. A um, bunch of girls. I think, I believe four or five might be the total number of females. And they, you know, a joke, maybe maybe not a joke. I don't know if it's been used or Someone not. was sitting quite sheepishly in the corner <laughs> saying, ha yeah, I got that on a gag at a hen's party. Uh, seriously, don't break it though. But it was, a, it was a floppy one and you stick it to the wall. Right. And then I assume what you're meant to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No one was doing that there. Um, 
but yeah, there was a one point where someone had it in their mouth and wasn't letting go of it like a dog chew toy. Okay. Yeah, yeah mate. Um, not for any particular reason, but yeah, so this chick just started, I don't know what her gripe was, but she was like biffing cans at people, she whacked some guy in the face, she was just leaving all these blood Maybe it was her dildo. Blood curdling, no, she didn't live there. Oh, blood right. curdling screams. I can't imagine you take that around with you too much no but you never know the customs officer that gets it out of the like <laughs> at the airport in front of everyone the, the old the old gag on a lad's trip put the dildo non, on the bag non-vibrator non-vibrator right. so okay. i can't well, imagine oh, should I, I know the listeners would have been hanging out for that information jeez i can't no. get away from that point no because um you're not gonna they're not gonna search your bag for that if it's not vibrating well, anyway yeah not that i know um and yeah we just kept lobbing it lobbing it in front of her and we weren't even hitting it with her and she'd look at it and just scream and just pick it up and just like tomahawk it straight back at us. Just red rags to a bolt. Why would she give it back? If it was upsetting her that much, here, I'll just toss it back to the guys that are going to throw it again. Yeah. No, it was was pretty classic, actually. She left. Did she calm down? No. She was on the street screaming. The neighbour was going to call the cops. The whole hurrah. um, That's not doing the... um, the reputation of the bottom, even though it was the individual. She's all good. She's been in the bottomless brunch, and it's like, well, cool. We're still here. Yeah, exactly. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. No, no. This was at about eight. Yeah, yeah but that, it was a bit. Of, yeah, no, but hey, I didn't, these things happen. Didn't phase me too much. One of those things with the bottomless brunches as well. Just to touch back on that is, if you feel like you're getting rowdy at something like that, you know that there's always going to be groups that are just going to be even more despicable at those sort oh, of things. Like some, when we were there. The other tables were actually really mellow, yep. but we if you looked at our table, it's probably 15 of us, we would probably seem really mellow, because you're yep. still like out, and it's still like a nice place, but like... If everyone's in good, giddy form... You're not allowed to skull it's probably, it, I which is actually that. a good idea, because that stops you from doing like Save the Queen, and just doing shit like that, and everyone was really, like, had definitely had a few drinks, but... What can you actually, if you're getting doing something real loose? It's quite a small place where we would just be onto you. Yeah, and on. also if you, um, if you are, are hosting those bottomless brunches from their perspective, and you make people feel that there's not going to be a shortage, they're not going to run out, but everyone just be cool and not feel like they have to get their money's worth. Mm. That's when you meet in that good middle ground of yeah. everyone gets loaded and everyone has a good time. There's plenty in it for the bar, and then you bugger off rather than being like shit. They're going to cut us off in half an hour's time. Let's just chop it until we can, or yeah. getting four bottles up at a time. It was good. I actually had a real shocker there though. Okay. And a real shocker. Yeah. Towards the end You've of said the... real twice. This must be good. Real shocker, yeah. Three, Three times, times now. Yeah. I towards the end of the brunch, when I was feeling a bit wobbly, I needed to go to the loo. Mm-hmm. And since we had been drinking for the last two hours, I very dehydrated. Okay. So I did a real Baraka piss in the toilet, got the phone out. Dropped it. Started fire tr- not fire trucking, fire what's it called? Just not using my hands. Phone straight in the toilet. So you weren't even using your hands, and you so you had two hands on the piece, yeah. the yeah. cell phone, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they and you still slopped it. Yeah, You're still. Cool. In, actually, I had real poor mitts that day because I dropped the phone in the toilet. You've been notoriously it's, it's poor all, with the hands. It's still, it's still good. It still works. Did you wash great. it off, or did you just go straight toilet paper on it? I did by your laugh. It went straight in the pocket, dripping wet. No, no, no. I used the hand dryer and wiped it down, and didn't want to put any more water on it. No, so I wet wiped it. Right, at least it was your pee. Yeah, at least it was my phone. You wet wiped it? Where'd you get the wet wipes from? That sounds so... No, no, you didn't. And then when we went to another bar afterwards, a friend of mine went to hand me a beer and it just slipped right through my hands again. Just the absolute... Which doesn't happen very much to me. Black holes of hands. Yeah, terrible. No, everything slips through them. But other than that, um, no, it was good. Bonkers um, was fun. So back to the sex toy sort of debacle. Yeah. I remember they used to have peaches and cream back pre-earthquake. This is showing my age. The peaches and cream used to be on Colombo Street. And they mm. used to be open till like five in the morning. 
So everyone would just be like walking home on the way home from town. And um, I remember us going in there one time as 18-year-olds just being silly, sort of running around. And there was like this sort of like rubber, like it almost looked like a fridge magnet that you could sort of like stretch. God knows what it did. And one of the boys had it like a slingshot on the end of his finger and was pulling it right back to shoot at one of the other boys. And um, one of the lads at the front slapped his hand, which it was connected to the thumb, and the thing flung back and fractured his eye socket. Really? And yeah. the guy, the, the, the guy like, that was going to shoot it slingshotted himself and fractured his own eye socket. Oh, uh, what was this toy? Oh, it's a big I don't elastic know. I think it was kind of, thing. I, I'd imagine that it was sort of like something that you'd, if you were a male, you'd put on your, your jaw and um, it would sort of do something for the female if it was kind of like a, yeah. Like anyway. a cock ring. Yeah, but yeah, kind of. I don't know, rubber, some freaky some sort shit. Of, some sort of latex yeah. de- device. Yeah. And then the other time I've been in there is the lady said, um, we were going in there to get our mate um, the Snoop Dogg porn DVD for his 18th. We thought, you know, 17-year-old boys. Snoop Dogg in it? No, he's just the host of it. Oh. Right. <laughs> um, and so we thought, oh, that'll be classic. We'll get him that sort that was advertised. And we went in there and we we're looking at the videos because, you know, you sort of always feel sheepish in a place like that. Yeah, Again, yeah. like the bottomless brunch. Yeah. Even if you go in there, the weirdos that must go in there, that they must say you're relatively normal, but you yeah. still feel like a little bit strange but the thing is that the person who works there works there oh yeah and definitely. everyone else who's in there is in there so it's yeah. like there's no yeah you yeah. do sort of feel like <laughs> yeah but they and must get some people buy some outrageous well the lady shirt. just goes to us how about some nipple clamps and we we're like uh no she goes don't knock it till you try it and i was like i do not want to envision and what then you have it, nipple clamps are they like, the ones that you i guess like jump other, lead you put on yourself t- attach the other ends to your car engine and just really get the battery <laughs> running but a mate of ours's dad used to work on columbus street as well he'd be up in the top office and he'd just be mug shotting all like the school dads that'd be going in or just like anyone going into peaches and cream for a gander he'd be just like see them out of the office window and then next minute you'd get a text being like having a good browse of the dvds on your lunch bake are you chris or whatever <laughs> But um, another thing about those shops, really expensive. Yep. Really expensive. I've only been in it a handful of times, mainly for banterous sort of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, just a bit of a nosy or just bored and young and whatever. But they're all just like, I don't know, things are just expensive there. Must be a lot Not of... Not that I have anything, <laughs> any cheaper ones to go by, but... Yeah. I guess it's the sort of thing you probably, if you're an avid collector, shall we say, of that sort of uh, merchandise, you probably want to pay the extra money to make sure it's like... I don't know, latex-friendly and safe and, cl- you know? Mm. You could go second-hand, though, if you wanted good quality but you wanted a bit cheaper. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> the boys moved into a flat um, probably about a decade ago, group of mates from uni, and, they, and the only thing that was left in the flat was a blown-out flashlight in one of the <laughs> wardrobes. So, I mean, I don't know if that was left as a joke. A but blown this, out like the end of the Yeah, this thing, had been, yeah this thing had been absolutely used to all buggery. But if it was probably, you... Probably you, the, the flat flashlight as well. If it was you, you probably would have got it straight in the dishwasher and reused it. <laughs> so that's a bit of a dirty turn. Uh, what's on the agenda for the week ahead, fella? Um, well, none of that sort of stuff. Thank uh, God. Last week of study yep. for the half semester... I think I'm still trying to wrap my head around holidays half and semester. how things are marked and all the all the technical jargon. Right. Yeah. So the mid sorry the mid semester break sounds a bit better than half semester break. So is that like the holidays, not the half year holidays? No. So the half year holidays are bigger. That's end of semester. And okay. You've got end of year. Right. But I believe in between mid year and end of year, you've got another mid semester. 
Mate, you're just paying student loans to have holidays. It's, it's great. It's, it's so good. You're paying money to do fuck all. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I've got that. That's uh, two weeks. So that's next week. This week coming, I've got an anatomy exam. So oh, just cool. studying for that. Great, so great. Nothing, nothing. Sounds amazing. Yeah, we'll just cut you off there. Um, and then, <laughs> How about yourself, Nick? You've always got something amazing to bloody do. Uh, you know, and going and fucking hanging out with your jean-shorted, Rottweiler t-shirt, Don he, May. He doesn't need any more airtime. With his blowing out fleshlight. I, I think he'd probably fallen on tough times now the QE2 pulls shut. Um, what do I have? No, no, nothing really. Oh. Bit of golf tomorrow. We're both pretty shit, aren't we? Yeah, bit of golf tomorrow, so no doubt that'll interest you about as much as the anatomy exam interests me. <laughs> um, so it's all going well down at the Institute of Technology? That's good. Uh, new friends? In the hol- yeah, a few new friends. A yep. few militant vegans who aren't my friends. Uh, they're okay, but they keep trying to change everyone's minds on shit and Are stuff. Are you anti-vegan? No, I'm not. I'm anti-everything. No, I'm not. It's a rap quote from somewhere. Um, I'm memorable. Yeah, um, I not anti-vegan, but I'm anti-people that try and like ram it down your throat, like religion. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It just does my head in a. Eh? And one thing that my one of my lecturers said that really humbled everyone was that if the whole world went vegan, it wouldn't actually fix the planet at all. No, because the amount of like water it uses to grow like an avocado out of season is just like astronomical. Yeah, and it still takes heaps, and you actually need more land to farm like vegetables and stuff if you want to feed the entire world and yeah just all these reasons but to yeah, go back to the Olymp- hat off to them if they want to bloody do it to go back to the Olympic analogy yeah. it's probably like a 4 by 100 metre relay if you go climate change like food um, pollution which I guess falls into climate change these combinating factors of things I don't know Picking up rubbish. Less crime. <laughs> if you got all four of them as as a four by one hundred meter relay team, you don't want two really fast gun guys and two absolute obese slobs. You sort of want four steady pace guys. So you may not get the gold medal, but you may still get on the podium. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that analogy was, but it's everyone working was, together no, more yeah, consistently. I'm anal- getting there somewhere, aren't that anal- I? No, that analogy was good. I think yeah, you want it's like the like keeping it all balanced rather yeah. than like just going full. Handies on yeah. one thing. Well, it's like, if, like you said, if the whole planet went vegan, there's going to be issues elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not sure where, but I don't know. Ask Al Gore. Do you know what I watched the other day that was super weird? Sea spiracy. No, apparently it's really disturbing. Yeah, I haven't watched. I like it. fish too much. So yeah, I, don't I, like, care. I like filet fish from uh, Macca's. Oh my god! Well, steam that, buns. They don't steam the buns automatically on any other burger unless you ask them. But the filet fish. Oh jeez, the, the, the gourmet, the red, the red bloody, the black Thai burger. Mate, if you go down to New Brighton. At five o'clock in the morning, you'll see the McDonald's worker with the rods over the end. And what did you just get? All the all the guts and all the fish tails and stuff <laughs> off people and just blend them up on the end of the pier. They're in the water catching the burly. The nu- the neutral bullet <laughs> catching all the bait. Everyone's overused bait. Um, so I watched What'd a vi- watch? video the other day and it was called "The Ten Most Disturbing Bits of Media That Have Never Seen That Exist But The Public Have Never Seen Before." Oh yeah, it's be with me. It's on YouTube. Um, there was this one about this guy who was a Japanese guy and he was studying in um paris in like 19 the 70s and he invited this girl over who's doing a phd he's a very very intelligent guy and had a very mm. powerful father um back in japan and he invited this girl over to do poetry because he'd fantasized about being a cannibal since he was a kid oh interview with a cannibal yeah and so anyway he does this horrific thing like kills this girl videotapes yep. all her last words and just does unspeakable things with this poor girl eats eats a lot of it like kgs of her body and stuff yeah yeah and he gets found um he films it all and puts it all on the internet and all this crooked stuff but he 
gets found guilty by insanity, gets deported back to Japan, but they can't charge him with the crime, even though he's sane. He's blowing up to be a celebrity in Japan now. He's really? been in movies, he's released books, he's just this crazy celebrity, and they say at the Is end... Is he still that way inclined? Are you ever not? I guess if you've done it once. If you have that in you enough to do that, but they say at the end of this video, they're like, do not Eat look table. up, do not look up this footage that's still on the internet, because... Unless you've got a very, very strong stomach. But there were other things in this clip, like the Steve Irwin tape, you know, of this the Stingray. That was actually all filmed. Oh, really? When he died of the Stingray. And yeah. And you, did you look it up? The cannibal? Yeah. No. Steve Irwin? No, you can't. Disappeared. The, oh, the media right. so disappeared. Not, oh, right. So they're not on the internet. No. Oh, but they've been posted on the internet yeah. at some point. I think that the cannibal one must be there somewhere, like photos or something. So yeah. maybe we'll put that up on our story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. No. Maybe we do like a live viewing and we can watch it or something aren't like that. Hu- aren't humans bizarre? Well, there's a... Should we do an eight ball challenge? For some... No. What? No, Got to eat a human. No. I was going to say... T- two Swedish TV hosts ate pieces of each other on live on TV. What pieces? Five years ago. Um, their pieces no it was a guy and a girl and they got um, I think a bit of their bum cheeks cut out like, surgi- like, people, surgi- eh? like surgically and they fried it up or cooked, got someone to cook it live on air and they ate it just to see what it tasted like I guess oh, I like got that. some somewhere where you can I think out of their like thigh or like glutes or something Is anywhere where acceptable you're, where you're able to take a, like, I think it was like probably like three centimetres by three like a little cube and what was the feedback tough, tough? Oh no! It, it, was just shit. Sound, it just sounded like the Swedish chef off the Muppets going crazy. They got the Swedish chef off the Muppets to cook it for them, just to add credibility to. No, the they just—they were just talking about what it tasted like. Would you try it? Probably. Yeah, that's the thing. Depending and if where there it was came some from. sort of like legal, not like if they could maybe make it in a lab. But then that's not really, is it? Not the real deal. But if it no. tasted exactly like it, it's like when I went to the food show yesterday. Um, I tried. Um, a bit of like this vegan beetroot patty. Oh, yeah. And um, it just tasted shit. Right. And then I tried this other one and they were like, we pretty much designed this to be exactly the same texture, taste and mm. flavour of meat, but it's just not meat. And I was like, you're the winner. <laughs> Didn't buy any. Did it taste like meat? It tasted yeah, like it did. Meat. It was, was cold. It, was it grown in a lab? Because they've just passed that in Singapore. You can Restaurants can sell meat that's lab grown. I don't think so. No. I think that's What's a bit it? of a different kettle of fish. But um, legally. You see some terrible sides of people at those sort of free expos. Oh, the tyre kickers. Oh, mate. Well, I went, we went and like we're wandering around having a few samples, but there's people there that just, I feel the need. Have a lunchbox. I just so desperate to get their $20 money's worth. But yeah. like, these poor buggers were putting up um, salmon, like smoked salmon in these little boats. Yeah. And um, you, we just went and had one, but as soon as I put up a fresh batch, it was honestly just people just coming and just swarming. Yeah. And just eating. Uh, they were there for a free day out. People that weren't actually, yeah. We're going here to get full from eating samples. We're not actually going to buy any food. Or didn't even want to hear the guy out when he was talking about just like, he just, they'd just walk away and turn their back on the guy trying to like even pitch what they were eating. Was it similar to the Green Expo? A lot less shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were the dumplings there? Remember they those, were. Those, they were. I got, no, I didn't. No. no, no, you already had some. I've had it actually a greedy weekend food-wise because I went to that new market by the Bush Inn. Then Friday night, it was unreal. So good. So Not any, the inside one. No. Because that's shit. House. It's in the underground car park, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Friday. So there's a free plug for the night market. Yeah. 
It's unreal. There would have been 2,000 oh. people there. Real? And first just, week? I uh, don't know. And it's inside? Underground, in, in the, the car park. park. And out the side, around the edge. What about all, when everything's cooking? Is there ventilation? Yeah, yeah. There's, okay. venti- there's open bits from oh, the car yeah, park, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I but, um, so I tried a venison dumpling, which was so good. Yeah. Uh, chicken satay sticks. Yeah. Um, I tried a eggplant and prawns on a stick. I tried Egyptian donuts and a suvalaki. Get all of that. Yeah. Were they nibble sized or, yeah, were, they all, yeah. were they all like full main no. course meals? <laughs> the Lucky chicken... was the big size. I had twelve dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ten, 10 chicken satay skillers. No, that's that... cool to see. We do a good marketing, Christchurch. Well, I don't think we did until then because oh. a lot of them I feel a little, are a little bit. They could be better. This one was cool because it covered everything. There were guys selling handbags, CDs, which I don't know that many people buy them anymore. But it was just it felt like a down. It felt like a proper Asian market in Bangkok. Yeah. Was there um, people selling fake Ray-Bans? No, which, but the, it's a forever expanding. There is a cool <laughs> thing where there's like a live band and you can go up and sing. Oh, really? It's kind of like live karaoke. Did you get up there Didn't after, get your, up there and after do your, your seventh meal? But there was things like, there was this guy singing and I just wanted the support in life that he had because he was terrible. He was so shit. Yeah. But he had 20 people in the crowd going nuts like he was a celebrity 20, taking photos. Yeah. Thing is, I'd like to pull a bit of big, like bigger crowd. At a market? Up. Yeah, true. That's pretty cool. Cause there used to be one on Morehouse Ave where right. they keep those buses by the Fitzgerald oh, yeah. Ave corner. There used to be like a night market there, but it was a little bit lacklustre. And a bit, bit like a swap meet. No, no, they're all caravan. I think it was more of a food caravan. Like a carnival? Caravan park? No, not a carnival. Caravan park? I guess. They were just, was it just a guy with a barbecue at Totranui? <laughs> cooking snags and just decided to start charging people. Littleton Market's underwhelming. Yeah, too far to go. Yeah, Littleton Market's underwhelming. The Sunday Rickerton Market's bloody good, though. Yep. I like that one. The, the steam, that's the first place I ever experienced the steamed bun. But again, too crowded for that area. Why not have it in a big park? It is. No, Isn't but it? you know it's at Dean's Bush? It's sort of a bit no, congesting. I've never been to that one. Yeah, that one's trash. That's the Dean's Bush. That's the Rickerton House Market. The okay. Rickerton Race Oh, yeah, that one's okay. Yeah. That one's pretty good. I actually worked there for six months. I worked, What were you selling? I was selling my wares. You know, knickknacks, jewellery I'd made. No, I was selling... Pottery. No, I was selling fruit and veggies for my auntie and okay. my husband at the time. And, yeah, selling fruit and veggies, you know, unloading the truck, you know, yeah. screaming out. Did you used to go around and trade? I was thinking, is there a big... No. Tra- in the trading, like trade, I'll trade you the Stevie Nicks record for 12 dumplings type thing? Or do Where they trade the... amongst themselves? Well, I, well, it wasn't my stall. Okay. So I think I didn't really get to that point in it. I did charge a lady. Uh, I didn't know how to work the F plus machine very well. I was about fifteen, and I once uh, charged a lady nine thousand dollars instead of nine. And did she pay it? She paid it and got declined. Oh. Thankfully, and mine said, "Good thing you don't have enough money on your card." And I was like, "Oh, on good, the nose." Good thing your nephew knows how to work an F plus <laughs> machine. She should have thrown back something heavy like that. <laughs> yeah. eh? Good thing your nephew's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, no, no into trading. I assume it happens. I assume some dodgy stuff happens there. Okay. I don't know what. By the horse stables? Yeah, just like markets, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like, they're kind of like classier carnivals, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that is that is very troubling to me about that Rickerton house market is a girl who I used to work with, she started up an Indonesian food truck, mm. and she said that there was like some crazy like 25-year wait list yeah, I can to get imagine. into those markets, like it's not a, it's not as easy. And that's what was quite cool about the Friday night is it felt like it was a bit of a free for all. People yeah. would just sort of set up. I guess there must be some sort of administrating you have to do. Yeah, but um, people were just like all over, just tables, deep fries. Like it, it felt no, like it was just a like bit, what a market should be. You want a little bit of chaos. Yeah, I think, but with not crowd chaos, but just like 
You just want like a bit of an overwhelming amount of like smells and noises. And snack size stuff. Like yeah, they had dumplings that were like five dollars, and you got six six dumplings for five bucks, as opposed to having to go and there's like four, four or five sort of food trucks, and it's like white bait patties meal, for thirty dollars. What meal you know? do you want? Here's a question for you. Okay, if you were going to be in a carnival, what would you run? The ring toss. Uh, really? Or the freak show? <laughs> You'd run the. I don't think freak shows are allowed did, anymore. Did freak shows sort of get the ass with the animals? Yeah, the bearded was, the bearded woman. Yeah, elephant man. Elephant Man? Ooh, who's that? A guy that's is got that Elephant thing? Titus. Have you seen the movie Elephant Man? No. Neither. Was he a freak show? I'm assuming if he's called Elephant Man. Would you be one of the freak shows? No, I'd just run recruit. The freak show? You'd be the freak show master. Yeah, I'd recruit. You'd run the freak show? You? Um, I probably wouldn't be in the freak show. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, so maybe. Do you want to come? Do you, you want to join? <laughs> this chick from the bottomless branch, she could be in there. Yeah. Um, the, the human banshee. Uh, what would I run? I do maybe one of the big one of the big ticket rides. Yeah, but are you are you not mechanical enough? The, no, if you, you couldn't fix any of the carriages if they fell off. Low key scary those chemi- rides to go on. We now. went on the Kamikaze Electric Ave, and let's just say it scrambled the brain. Yeah, we just th- yeah. throws you around. I remember like, going on a Ferris wheel. I looked, wheel a I looked while at the ago. guys putting the harness on me, and I was like. Jeez. I don't think you do many health cooked, and safety checks. You're like the most cooked person at this festival. <laughs> How many times have you been on the ride? <laughs> yeah, you become the, the ride. You know, you are what you eat. You become the ride if you... It's an extra limb. That's the thing. Um, or maybe I do like the clowns. That their heads move. Yeah. you got to just murk them with the balls. You'd end up talking to them. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like being in a carnival is a bit more romantic than we think. Is it? When you no, saw, it's just I, as rom- No, it's kind of like, you know, travelling around the circus, travelling around the carnival. Marrying your daughter. Because, no, maybe if you're in the freak show. Yeah. And then you, no, if you married your daughter, your kid could probably be in the freak show. The thing is, is it, why I would run the ring tosses, I feel like I could sort of run a bit of chat to get the people arced up, whereas knowing it was actually impossible, the ring doesn't actually fit over the, the cone, that old gag. Is that how it works? Well, there's all, oh mate, there's no one shrewder in the world than a carney. <laughs> Very small hands, smell like cabbage. And what movie is that off? Austin Powers. Ah, it is. Nigel Powers says to Minnie Me, I thought I smelled cabbage yeah. when he sees Minnie Me. But they also say um, in the Simpsons episode, when you know when Homer actually gets the, the carnies move into his house? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he says it smells like cabbage. Why, why is that? I don't know. Maybe I we guess can... that's because all they bo- can afford to eat. They just boil cabbage all the time. Do you reckon there's a bit of money in it? No, absolutely not. No. They... I think like you're born into it. You're yeah. sort of born into the carny way. I liken it to... Have you seen the movie Water for Elephants with Edward yes, Cullen? Yes, I have. That's cool. Robin Patterson, you mean? Robert Patterson? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool one, but I imagine that's a movie. There's elephants as well in it, isn't there? Yeah, that's me. And they die. Okay. Maybe I'd be in, like, the Krusty Demons. It's kind of like a travelling carnival. So you're going to go on, like... Would you go on the Globe of Death on the bikes? <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's another Simpsons, isn't it? The Simpsons movie, Homer goes in the Globe of Death. Yeah, yeah, but they, they do that as a real thing. I wasn't yeah. just going on Simpsons episodes and just... Yeah, you know. I'd do that. No, you yeah, couldn't. easy. I actually went to do, speaking of Globes of Death, I went to do the hamster wheel at Sumner, the other, at the Sumner Park the other day. Yeah. The big human-sized hamster wheel. and Got I, to the top? No, it just spins, and I went round it and put my arms out like a star and did the full spin. And then I did it again and put my arms straight. And when I got upside down, my elbows just collapsed in on me and I just landed straight on my head. That's funny. Yeah, there's a big family having a barbecue and the kids were laughing at me. Good. As, yeah. as they should. What a poor example to set for young children. Someone's going to break first, their neck. The first time I went round okay. And they're not tall enough to do it anyway. And you're so. having a go at the carnies for health and safety at Electric <laughs> Ave and you're doing that in the public. Hey, don't worry about me. 
uh, that sort of wraps up our week. It does, and it wraps up the show quite nicely. The 8-Ball Challenge, we assure you, is coming back next week. We're just going to get our heads down. That's why we need some suggestions, people. Yep. And we're not going to be eating any human meat yet. We're not that desperate yet. Good to chat. All right. Cheers, guys. See ya.